Um, all right, we're bringing Doc in. Is he ready to roll? I think he is. I think he is. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Can you hear you're me? You're upstairs. Okay? I'm down here. Yeah, you're upstairs. I'm downstairs. So we're both in JC office. It's no, a lot of fun. You're that. You're that way. Yeah. You're that way. No, the other way. Other way. That way. You're. You know, you're that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's upstairs uh, yeah. here in Johnson City. I'm downstairs. But we had a great time in in the uh, deadlift clinic. I'm glad Ann came tonight. That's amazing. Ann's already home and tuned in. She's already tuned in. She is so health and wellness focused. She's preventative. She really is. She's fit too. She I couldn't believe her on the hang time. You know, there we go. Bar. You know, most there people just hung there. She got she started doing after about a minute, she starts doing pull-ups. Then she goes to one hand and starts doing one arm pull-ups. I'm going, that's unfair. But that's what she was anyway. saying. She is the hang time supposed to be for one hand or two hands? And I and I had yeah. to I had to tell her, look, everyone's doing two hands, but if, if you want to try, you know, uh one headed one handed hangs, yeah. um, yeah. but she I mean she's incredible. And she did it. And then she went to no hands. I don't see I've never seen that before. But uh I see Evangelon Evangelon's in the building, and I know you had a um a question last week. I need to if you can remember that, Evangelon, that uh came on my periphery. Um late last night or not late last night late last week so if you can put that in again we're going to get to that um so so thank you evangelon for putting that in um okay let's get to uh i see carter's here carter i think you're still in the building here uh carter uh helped us out tonight was carter a did huge, amazing yeah she I, I, she, she just did, absolutely she did killed it she did a lot of the work with she the did body machine and you know we did a free in body on everybody and it was very very good grip strength the grip strength the grip shake. And I will say Carter got over well over a minute of, of hang time yeah. on the bar. That's she super did. impressive. That is super impressive. Yeah. Uh, Carter, thanks for hanging out tonight. Um, and thank you for being here for the live show. I know you guys want to get to some questions. So uh, if you have questions for Dr. Rogers, go ahead and put it in the comments. Um, we're going to get to some questions that came in throughout the week. And Doc, if you're cool with it, you got some energy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. You got some energy because we got a yeah. lot of questions that came in throughout the week. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started because that's what we're all here for. Uh, let's see here. Let's go. Um, this is a this is one, and, and there is some context here. Um, can you please offer dietary or supplement suggestions for severe menstrual cramps and PMS? Context is I think Robin mentioned something called Vitex on one of her podcasts. If this would be helpful, which brand is best? Um, and, and yes, we did do an episode. Um, I'm not sure if it was on PMS in particular. Uh, it could have been uh, on. Um, it could have been one of the hormone series, but I'll I'll, I'll make sure which particular episode that was on. Uh, but Doc, what's your answer to this? Yeah, my answer is ask Robin what the best brand is because I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. If Robin's watching, maybe she'll chime in. But yeah, I mean that's the first time I've ever heard of that when I watched her podcast and. It, apparently it helps. I don't know about the brand. You know, I tell people to use curcumin a lot, but again, Robin's our expert on that. We'll, we'll either, if Robin's not on here tonight, we'll, we'll get you an answer as to which one is the best. Cause I'd, I'd hate to say. We um, will, we will find that. And what we're looking for some, uh, so I can write this down. We're looking for the brand of Vitex. Is that what we're, what we're looking yeah, for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll look for the brand of uh, Vitex. Any dietary suggestions that you kind of suggest if you, you know, well, if you have PMS, I know the, the, the week before you hit your cycle, 
you really need to cut out all alcohol, all caffeine, and all sugar if, to the extent that you can. If you do that and you sweat a lot, exercise, it'll, it'll go a lot better. And that's age old advice there, but, uh, you know, certainly look at the Vitex. All right. Thank you for that question that came over through email. All right. We're going to keep moving here and guys, if you're with us live, go ahead and put your question in the comments. We're going to get to that in just a couple of minutes. Um, okay. This is a, looks like a B12 question. I read something this week that said high B12 levels can negatively affect bones and a few other things. Question is, what level would be high enough to cause this? I was thinking B12 was one level that couldn't really be too high. It's a really interesting question. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm not worried about your B12 level being too high. It's a water-soluble vitamin, and you know, you're really not going to – I don't worry about it. I, I did see that report. I thought it was bogus um, until I see something more convincing. Um, I'm not worried about it. If you're yeah. taking B12, it's going to show high on your, yeah. on your level. So again, it's water soluble. It's safe. Um, I've never heard of anybody having an adverse effect from too much B12. But remember, when you get B12, use um, methyl B12, not cyanocobalamin. Even if you don't have the MTHFR mutation, still take the methyl. It's a great question there. I see Richard's question. Thank you, Candy, over there on YouTube. Thank you. I see Katie's here. Katie, welcome. So great to see you. Can't wait to uh, do everything this week. We're doing the grand opening here in a couple of days over in West Knoxville. Uh, okay, let's keep going here. Uh, thank you guys for putting in questions and uh, keeping the show going. Uh, this is an interesting one here. Um, what causes excessive dandruff and what are some treatments for it? We've talked a little bit about dandruff shampoo, uh, but that was more in context of uh, uh, hair loss. Um, so what's your thoughts on dandruff and, and, and how to treat it? I think there's a lot of different causes for it from dry skin to a fungal infection. You know, that's why we target it with some of the antifungals and uh, that's kind of what it kills. But Gosh, I've seen dandruff caused by the same things that sets off eczema or psoriasis. It's an autoimmune process. Sometimes it's almost like your own, you're allergic to your own sweat glands. But, um, you know, we usually use something that will open up your pores like dandruff shampoos um, and something that has uh, something that will kill the fungal things off. But, um I'm trying to think of another example to give you, but that's usually what it targets um, uh, is, is little funguses and the, it becomes a self-propagating thing. Um, think autoimmune, think fungus, uh, think, think dry skin too, mm. but there's different types, different causes, but good question. Good question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Is there any way to test for like what type of fungus? Out of curiosity, is that a you can do a weird biopsy? Question? Yeah, some of the dermatologists will, will biopsy it. That's interesting. Um, this is kind of a related follow up question. Uh, related, how often should we wash our hair? And that's uh, I don't know if we've ever been asked that. That's interesting. I don't even know what you would say to this. <laughs> so, well, Kelly, you know, my, my daughter, Ben's sister, who does aesthetics. She doesn't wash your hair, but once a week. So I wash my hair every day. I do too. Uh, it's short, but 
um, they, they would probably tell you not to wash it that often, a couple times a week, um, especially if you're a woman. Uh, now, it seems that this would, you know, it might have to do with, with uh, the dandruff question. It, could washing your hair too much cause dandruff or anything mm -hmm. like that? If, mm -hmm. if it Definitely dry your scalp out, dry your hair out. Yeah, I mean, the reason you have oil in your hair is really functional. Huh. Um, because if you get too much plugging of the sebum, then it can be a cause of dandruff, extreme huh. dry, dry hair. So uh, allergic reactions can cause it. So you're saying maybe not every day is needed. Yeah, probably not. You probably That's should not wash your hair every day like I do. That's really interesting. These are great questions. Thank you for sending that in over uh, uh, email. Um, okay, so this is another interesting one. We've kind of been uh, talking a little bit about these uh, about these RF micro needling procedures. Uh, Question is, have recently been thinking of trying a RF microneedling procedure. Um, we're talking virtue RF, that's right. Um, it's the one uh, that we have uh, here at Performance Medicine. Um, but just heard a well-known plastic surgeon say that energy procedures can actually age us more due to the heat melting facial fat. And um, question is, do you think this is always the case or only if you go to a provider who is not using the correct settings? That's interesting. Yeah, you have to be really careful. Like when Kelly does an oil therapy, which is heating up, you know, the connective tissue to stimulate it, which actually you won't lose volume, you'll gain volume with that. Same thing with the radio frequency, uh, the Virtue RF. Um, it's, it really should stimulate uh, collagen production. I mean, some people, you know, lose fat in their face from a lot of different reasons. I mean, think about Ozempic face, you know, yeah. uh, but a lot of people don't use collagen supplements, which you should do. Don't, a lot of people don't eat enough protein. And again, um, most plastic surgeons would rather cut than they would use these devices. So, you know, a lot of it's just your own bias, but I, I think the Virtue RF is, is, is pretty amazing um especially for under the eyes because a lot of times you've got that fat pad that you, you don't want under the eyes kelly's before and after i wish i had that one that i could flip up here um of the before and after from i'm pretty sure it was with the virtue rf it's pretty amazing we'll try to get a hold of that at some point and show a before and after on that um so i'm not against it you know these these things you're not I mean, you could overdo anything. You could really do damage with certain lasers uh, for sure. You yeah. Burn your outer skin. But usually when you heat up the, up the underlying skin and connective tissue, you set in the process a, a buildup phase. Um, That's super interesting. That's a great question. I hadn't heard... Um, I hadn't heard that yet. And I'm really glad they sent that in there and gave us you know, opportunity to, to talk about it. Um, super interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. All right. We're, we're going to keep moving. Thank you for that question on, uh, RF micro needling. Um, okay. So this is a, let's get into specifics here. This is a great question. Um, can you tell us more about biased and why peri and postmenopausal women are given estradiol and estriol in 80, 20, 
or 50-50, et cetera. Uh, and I'm gonna give you a little context here. Um, I follow functional gynecologist, Dr. Kelly Kasperson is one of them on my podcast and estriol E3 is described as a pregnancy form of estrogen that does not make sense for postmenopausal women. And then I'm gonna just give you all the, the context here then we'll, we'll kind of go back through one by one. Um, why is local estradiol given only after genitourinary syndrome is present? Isn't it better to preserve the internal and external structures and not retroactively attempt to correct them? Um, so let's, let's go back to the top here and, and tackle this one, and then we'll get down to, uh, to where we are here. It's a great question. Um, so let's, let's talk about this one. What's, what's your thoughts on yeah, this? You know, they used to use triest um, with estrone in it. Back when I first started doing the, the hormone stuff, most people use trias, but you know, that you don't want um, the estrone function in there because it's the one that could be pro-carcinogenic. Um, so for example, when they used Primarin and all the studies were done with the WHI study, et cetera, you know, that's basically estrone, uh, which, which is, something you don't want. It's the main form produced after menopause. So I agree, you don't want to use that form anytime, especially post-menopausal. But, um, you know, estriol is a, estradiol is a more potent one. And estriol, which is more, I think of that as more of an anti-cancer one uh, than, than estradiol, certainly. Um, it's less potent at least, and it's supposed to have anti-cancer effects. There's a lot of different opinions about it. Usually if somebody can't get, and it's an 80-20 estriol uh, estradiol ratio, um, and if somebody's really not absorbing it well, I'll go to more of a 50-50, you know, have more estradiol in there. So if I'm not getting levels where I need with the 80-20, which is the usual, uh, combination we use. I'll go to the 50-50. Um, it's a little, just a little more potent. You'll have less hot flashes, flashes. You'll have less night sweats, better levels on both salivary and blood. And then I do use um, topical estriol. Um, it just seems to be uh, safer. It's certainly not as potent as the others. So maybe that's one reason why most people use it just topically, vaginally. But, um, you know, the fact is you lose estrogen as you age and you get postmenopausal, you know, it just helps for dryness and, and all those things. But in a perfect world, you're right. You know, um, you could do all the other stuff, but you're going to need some estrogen. And uh, if you have, usually what I do I start out with estriol cream while I'm getting the other stuff like the biased on board because it immediately helps dryness. And then once that other stuff kicks in, you won't need any creams vaginally. Um, you know, you just put it on your inner thigh. You'll get it better absorbed vaginally for sure. But um, and in some women that can't get it absorbed from the inner thigh, you know, we will use vaginal mucosa uptake. Uh, and then you have pellets, you know, where you avoid that topical stuff altogether, but um, it just seems like it works pretty well, you know, in years of doing it and feedback from women that use it, they seem to like it. But the, again, there's various opinions on it. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of GYNs will use oral estrogens 
um, and oral testosterone. You know, usually when I go to conferences, they, they shy away from that because it could theoretically cause clotting factors, um, even bioidentical estrogen orally. But there's a lot of different opinions on a lot of this. Kind of like the, you know, the opinions on heating up your skin and all. There's a lot of, you just need to do what works for you and uh, make sure you don't overdo it. Um, you can certainly overdose somebody with estrogen. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen women come in with an estradiol level of six, 800 mm. on hormone replacement. Um, you know, you don't want to do that. So um, you got to be careful with it. You got to have that progesterone in there too um, to kind of balance out the, um, you know, the estrogen. You need a balance. Progesterone is very protective, um, as you know. Uh, and then you might want to get on some broccoli extract, cruciferous vegetable uh, extracts, dim. Um, so, and, and just maintain levels and see how you do clinically. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different opinions on it. Um, but when I look at labs, I'd rather see how you're doing clinically than just looking at a lab, whether it be salivary or blood or urinary metabolites, Dutch tests, you know, all that. Um, so, but great question though, really good questions. Now, did we get to this one around genitorious syndrome? Does, well, that's where the estriol would usually prefer okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm going to give yeah. you a little, uh, there's a, a final statement here. The functional GYNs advocate for the preservations of the structures in women's early 50s prior to atrophy, pain, and quality of life being compromised, compromised and they're just wanting to hear your thoughts on those types of questions. And, um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, even earlier, you know, the average age of a woman that goes in menopause is 51, I think, and a half or something. So, you know, we start looking at those those levels early. Mm. Um, and a lot of times they will, they'll be estrogen dominant in late 40s and not enough progesterone. They have too much estrogen. And then they get fibrocystic breast, uterine fibroids, and because they lose progesterone before they lose um, estrogen. When they lose the estrogen, they stop having periods, have hot flashes, night sweats. They're in full-blown menopause. And by that time, they've lost a lot of bone volume and um, you know, those protective cardiovascular benefits as well. So, um, but yeah, good point. It's a really, really interesting discussion and uh, one that we're going to continue to have because, you know, like you said, there's so many different opinions out there. There's so many different thoughts and, um, and it seems like so much of it is, you know, kind of what works for you in particular, <laughs> you yeah. know? I like Dr. Pam Smith's book on all about women's hormones. She's kind of, to me, the guru of it. But again, everybody has their own little take on it. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Pam Smith name keeps coming up um, uh, in our offices and on these shows um, is definitely that's if somebody has any sort of question, fear around hormones, we definitely send them to uh, Pam Smith's book, uh, All About Women's Hormones. Uh, so thank you for bringing that, uh, breaking that up. Um, okay. So this is one that came over on Instagram. Thank you to all the Instagram followers. Um, I am 45 years old, years old, currently on TRT and Ritalin. 
does Ritalin affect testosterone levels? Um, not really. Um, I had a patient today just like this mm. and not really. I just don't see a, a, a correlation to it. I mean, they both help, you know, if you're, if you have ADD, uh, if you have low T, you take testosterone uh, at a certain age, you know, certainly before then we look into it and see if we can stimulate your own production of testosterone. But, um, you know, I don't see it, you know, not enough to affect anything. Um, you know, you may need one, you may need both. I certainly have had a few people on, on both. Great question. And I, uh, I see Allison's in here. Allison, it was so good to meet you this past weekend. Uh, such a pleasure. And thank you for being with us tonight. Um, I'm going to put this up here. Um, this was interesting because we, you know, we put up a post around your morning, uh, uh, cocktail, uh, with the keto collagen in the, the, the coffee and, uh, the creatine and, uh, perfect. Yeah. I think, mine's, I think mine does have a vanilla, mine has a vanilla flavor, I think, but, um, you know, it, it won't break your fast. So, um, is there a, uh, which brand are you using for keto collagen? I think it's a BioTrust. BioTrust and it is flavored. Uh, super good. It's a great question. I'm glad this came up. Um, probably from, uh, from seeing that you do take it quite, uh, each morning. Uh, thank you for putting that in there. And this is a, a common question we're getting and we're getting ready to get into the live comments guys. So if you have a question for doc, go ahead. It also does a little MCT in there as well, which I like, but, uh, so long COVID protocol. What's, um, it's kind of a, you know, just in general, um, how are you looking at long COVID? Um, I know methylene blue comes up a lot. Um, lots of different things come up. So how yeah. would you kind of concisely? Um, I don't know if I could do it concisely. But, um, <laughs> depends on the symptoms, really. You know, first of all, I'd, I'd get a complete blood check, like a Cleveland to make sure nothing else is off. But, um, you know, we use the most powerful medicine, I think, is probably going to be LDN, low-dose naltrexone. That, that's always at the forefront. If you're short of breath or have brain fog, I add in methylene blue. Um, I like curcumin. I like CBD. Um, sometimes I'll put you back on ivermectin. I think that helps. Um, sometimes, what else am I using right now for it? Uh, Fluvoxamine, sometimes we use, I mean, you can use, if you're, if you're really, if your inflammatory markers are up, sometimes we still use colchicine, although rarely, but sometimes. Uh, we certainly use melatonin, CBD, I think I mentioned that. Um, natokinase, bromelain, um, curcumin. Really, those three, bromelain, natokinase, and curcumin are really good to get rid of that spike protein if you're worried about uh you know, if you wish you hadn't gotten the vaccine and you're, you're vaccinated, that uh, you could, you could look at that little protocol. Um, I think I have the copies in my office of that. Um, but uh, good, quite good question, but boy, you could use a lot of different things on it. Um, but certainly ivermectin getting back on ivermectin for a period of time really works. 
Oh, right. Thank you for that question. Uh, it's, you know, again, it's, it's one that we'll talk, uh, I'm sure a lot more about. Um, so thank you for saying that in over email. Uh, I believe that does it for the, for the questions that came in throughout the week. I apologize if I missed anything. Um, and I know Evangeline, I, I missed your question, uh, last week. So, if, and I, I'm not sure if it was the TRT one or not, it might've been a peptide question. Um, so if you can remember it, um, Put it in. I'll make sure we get to it uh, here at the start here. Um, oh, there we go. I'm going to put this in from Evangelon. Uh, this does it. We're, we're, we're answering live questions, guys. So if you guys have a question, go ahead and put in the comments. Uh, Evangelon, thank you for putting this in here last week. Um, thoughts on inclomifine use for anti-aging? And I apologize if I, if I botched that up. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'll have to do a little research on that. I don't really have any thoughts on it because I haven't used it for that. Interesting. Um, uh, we're going to write that down, Evangeline. Inclomiphine. 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 Yeah. I guess it's a form of clomiphene. But yeah, we'll, we'll get back on with that because I'm not sure if they're doing it for stimulate hormones or what. But um, yeah, good. We'll write that down and get back with on that, Evangeline. I hate to uh, say something if I'm not real versed on it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Uh, thank you, Evangeline, for putting that in there and reminding me. Um, all right, we're going to go uh, get to questions here. If you have a question for Doc, go ahead and put in the comments. Get to every single one tonight. Let's see uh, where I'm at. Um, Patrice, is, this is kind of a timely question, uh, given what we've been doing this evening uh, with the deadlift clinic with TriStar Strength and Rehab. What do you think of Jefferson Curls instead of slash or with deadlifts? Um, what's your thoughts on that? I'm trying to think what a Jefferson curl is. I, I, I don't know I'm, what it is. So I don't know. <laughs> I wish those guys were still here. They'd know what it is. I know. Um, we should have, we should have had them stick around. Um, uh, what I do know is we're a huge, we're huge fans of the deadlift and, uh, uh, but deadlift with, with good form and look that one up too. Here's a good, here's a good pointer after night. You got to realize doctors don't know everything. I certainly don't. And, but the trick is get them to admit they don't know yeah. <laughs> and don't make something up. Cause if you don't know something, say you don't know, I don't I'll, know, but I'll get back to you on that. I love that. And I promise you guys, uh, if, if he doesn't know something, we don't know something we are going to, we are going to tell you, uh, we'll, we'll tell you right on the show. Uh, so thank you. And thank you for, you know, kind of expanding, you know, our topics. I'm really excited um, that we're talking more and more about muscles and, uh, lifting weights, resistance training. It's been uh, super fun just to get to hang out with these guys, Dr. Osborne, Dr. Lucas. I mean, goodness. Uh, we're going to keep it going, guys. Uh, let's see here. Where am I at? Uh, Velma over on Facebook. Friend has acid reflux. She is 87 and on omeprazole. Is it dangerous to stay on this for a long time? She is now experiencing yellow bile coming up. Should she discontinue this medication? Well, I don't know if she should discontinue it, but she needs to figure out what's causing that yellow bile. So the problem with long-term use of PPIs is it cuts all the acid out in your stomach. You need acid to digest your food. And if you cut all the acid out, you're not going to absorb your minerals. You're going to, it's going to lead to more osteoporosis. So yeah, I think it is dangerous to stay on it for a long time, unless you have a really severe problem like Barrett's esophagus or something, but 
I mean, if she's having yellow bile coming up, uh, there's something going on that uh, she needs addressed. She probably needs, of course, a complete blood work looking at liver function tests, pancreatic function. I mean, it could be a problem with pancreas as well. And she needs um, not only the blood work, but also the, the, um, the imaging test to see what's going on there. Cause that doesn't sound right. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan before you discontinue it, see the doctor for the workup. Um, but you know, I'm not a big fan for the routine person who has heartburn using uh, PPIs for long periods of time. It's just not good for you. You'll get low vitamin D then osteoporosis and you won't absorb things as well. And, it, your digestion won't be as good, but it, it helps heartburn. That's for sure. Temporarily. So if you have to use it perfectly short term and figure out what's causing um, the reflux. Thank you so much, Velma, for putting that in there uh, for your friend there. I hope that helps. Um, let's keep going here. Um, where am I at? Let's see. Let's get to Richard over on Facebook. Then I'm going to get to Candy on YouTube. Um, do you think it would be wise to utilize supplement slash vitamin pulsing intermittently in order to prevent the body building up a tolerance to reduce the chance of adverse effects and to optimize the intended benefits? So this is uh, the way I'm interpreting it is um, is basically uh, uh, taking a day off every once in a while, taking a week off. Uh, what's yeah, your, what's I, do, your I, do I do recommend that. Uh, I take mine six days a week. It's probably less than that because I'm sure I forget some of them. And then when I'm on vacation, I usually don't take them. Just yeah, because you possibly could build up a tolerance. Adverse effects of vitamins are so low that you know I've never seen anybody overdose on a vitamin. But could you build up a tolerance? Maybe. I mean, you know, but even that's kind of rare with vitamins. Think of vitamins as food. You need them. Um, but that's kind of why I do mine six days a week instead of seven. Um, you know. And it's kind of, it's, you know, what, what I'll find is, is there will just be a day where, where for some reason I just forgot or I'm traveling and I uh, didn't bring them with me. Uh, it, it always works out to where it's kind of like a built-in pulsing, uh, an unintentional built-in pulsing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're probably going to pulse anyway because you're yeah. human. You're going to forget about you know a day or so. Uh, good, Richard, thank question. you so much. It's a great question. Um, and I was thinking about you actually um, when we were uh, posting the morning cocktail because Richard asked about your uh, kind of your routine. And uh, we're going to do more and more content like that. I think it's really interesting. Um, let's go to Candy over on YouTube. Um, do you recommend taking iodine drops for breast tenderness? I have Hashimoto's and I know Andy has told me those drops might help with that, but not sure with tenderness. Thank you. Thank you, Candy. Thank you for putting this in here. Uh, what's yeah, your thoughts on this? It may help. I mean, I agree with Andy. It, it may, it's worth a try. Um, you know, Hashimoto's is one thing that you know, is, can be complex. You may not, you need selenium and zinc for sure. You know, usually before I recommend high doses like Lugol's or something like that, I'll, I'll prefer to check the levels. You have to do a, you can't do a blood test on that. You have to do a dried urine test. We like ZRT laboratories for that uh, to see if you're, 
if you don't have enough or too much, it's rare that you'd have too much, but it can happen. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you need to look at all your hormones and all the other reasons. Uh, with, for breast tenderness, you might try vitamin E uh, mixed to cofferols and uh, cutting out caffeine also. A lot of times that'll take care of it. But look at your levels at estrogen progesterone ratio. Um, All right, Katie, thank you so much for that question. Thank you for putting that in there. I hope that helps. Um, let's go to... I see where we're at. We're Barbara here over on Facebook. Why would a doctor tell a woman she does not need hormone replacement after 65? I know this is a common question you get. Uh, what's your thoughts? Well, some doctors believe that after 65, a woman's, you know, what the heck, forget it. You know, just get brittle and age on out and go your merry way. <laughs> so that's not my opinion. I mean, that's not my opinion. I don't know why a doctor would do that. Uh, I guess because they don't know much about hormones or they don't want to help you or, you know, they're scared for some reason. I don't know. I mean, as long as you keep up with your routine testing and levels and, you know, I, I have 90 year old women on hormones. So I guess they just think that's the cutoff, um, you know, for you being an old woman. So just forget it, you know, go shrivel up in the corner, get real brittle start breaking bones, get demented, have heart attacks, do all that. <laughs> so ignore them. I'm telling you, yeah. stay on your hormones longer than that. Maybe it's for medical legal reasons because that's what, you know, the they'll tell you because um, they don't want to risk anything. So, you know, but that that is a lot of times what doctors will say. Yeah. That's probably what the American Gynecologic Association tell, tells you take these hormones to get you through the symptoms, you know, but when you're 65, just, you know, go ahead and get, start getting old. Um, so I don't agree with that philosophy. Um, so it's just, to me, makes no sense at all. Um, uh, thank you, Barbara. That's a, it's a, it's a really good topic and a question that I know a lot of people have because that's what they're hearing. Um, so that's exactly what this show is for. So thank you for putting that in there. Um, well, I guess it's because, it, you know, 80 years ago, an average woman was dead at 65. So yeah. be thankful you're still living. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the dumbest, you know, reasoning for that I've ever heard of. But um, I mean, people are living a long time now. So if you want to live the second half of your life without hormones, you know, you're going to get brittle. So certainly you need to do bioidentical hormones and somebody knows what they're doing. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't agree with that at all. All right. Thank you, Barbara. Let's go to, I'm going to put this up here from Mark. Um, uh, this is in regards to our, uh, the dandruff question. Or dandruff caffeine shampoo counteract dandruff suppress the hair loss hormone DHT stimulates hair. Super cool. Um, we're going to keep this up here for, uh, for anyone who had any questions around the uh, dandruff. Uh, thank you, Mark, for putting that in there. Um, okay. Let's go to... Um, Let's see, Myra's question on Facebook. Did you all see Mayo Clinic now states ivermectin as treatment for COVID now? Oh, this is a funny question. <laughs> Thank you, Myra. Um, did you see this? Um, uh, I saw some recent studies that came out saying there's a 72% improvement rate with um, uh, ivermectin. So now, I mean, they are coming out and, you know, 
looking at everything. And But then again, you see something on the Medscape that'll say final nail in the coffin of ivermectin. So, but, you know, most of the studies I've seen, not all of them, but have been positive with it. And now we are kind of seeing, and certainly clinically, you know, saw it thousands of times. Um, you know, I've had many patients tell me it saved their life. And certainly we've seen remarkable turnarounds when you start using it. So, and it's not a dangerous medication, you know, it's not horse medicine, you know, you don't need to save it from your, for your horses, like the FDA said. So, um, and I hope I don't get kicked off of YouTube for that again, but we could, so. Well, we'll have to keep, we'll have to keep moving, Myra. Thank you for that. Thank you for the question. Uh, let's go over to, uh, let's see, let's get to Evangeline's TRT question. On the question about TRT and Ritalin, although slightly different than TRT, I had a friend, uh, I had a friend who was taking Trembolone and he said that Adderall helped him relax a bit, but made his muscles softer. That's a, that's a comment. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah stay, they should probably stay away from that Trembolone, you know. That's one of those things that you probably don't want to be taking the dangerous, you know, it's yeah. illegal and dangerous. So tell them not to do it. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Evangeline, for putting that in there. Let's go to, um, let's see here. Let's go to Ann's question on YouTube. Uh, can you have Dr. Rogers comment on colostrum? My healthy 27 year old has been reading about it and wonder if it is just hype. What's your thoughts on this? No, I've used it, you know, back when I had COVID gut, you know, um, I certainly took it. I think it's great. Um, you know, you think of it as breast milk, um, you know, the pre-breast milk, but it has a lot of uh, immune factors in it. And certainly you can get it at any good health food store. So if you have gut problems, you should try it. You know, I, I've got some in my cabinet right now. Um, mm. I, you know, you could take it chronically. It won't hurt you, but if you have a lot of gut problems, that's one of the things you think about taking is colostrum. Um, really helpful in a lot of cases. Uh, thank you. And I hope that helps. So good to see you tonight. Um, let's go to Linda here on Facebook. Um, is methylene blue okay for someone with hyperthyroidism and low TSH on meds for hyperthyroidism? Yeah, you know, as long as you do it in a regular doses, I haven't seen a problem with that. You know, I had a question today because it is an MAO, a weak MAO inhibitor. Should you take it and eat cheese with it or wine? Certainly, I've never seen a problem with that. <clears throat> the other thing, um, you know, you'll, you'll see a warning if you're on Zoloft or an SSRI, could you get serotonin syndrome from taking methylene blue? Um, I don't worry about that. You know. I, kind of took a deep dive on it and the experts that have been studying it at major universities for decades say it's not a problem, you know? Um, and again, I'm talking about normal doses of methylene blue. Um, Ooh, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I really don't. If for some reason that you started taking it and you felt like jittery tachycardic palpitations, and certainly you want to look at the, see if it did affect it somehow. Um, but I just haven't seen that. Mm. Um, not that it couldn't occur. So if you take any supplement, you add anything, whether it's a food or supplement and you feel different or bad or weird, stop it. And 
it could, and if it goes away, it might have been, you know, a little adverse interaction. Yeah, that's why you say so often, you know, add things one at a time. Um, if we talk a lot about vitamins and, um, you know, add them one at a time and, 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 and make sure that, that it works well for you. Uh, Linda, thank you for putting that in there. I love the methylene blue questions. Um, we're going to get to, uh, let's see, Allison has a question on Facebook. Um, I have seen that berberine can be taken safely for up to six months. What is the reasoning for why you would have to come off of it after that point? I love uh, berberine questions. Uh, so thank you, Allison. What's your thoughts on this, Doc? Yeah, I don't think you need to come off of it. Um, you know, I've taken it for a long time. Unless you have some kind of GI upset. It could be that they just haven't done studies over six months for it. Um, and again, just like the person was talking about taking a holiday, um, you certainly can. But, you know, berberine is kind of an, like a natural form of metformin. And you don't have to come off metformin after six months. You know, it has a lot of longevity benefits taken for years and years. So unless it's causing you a side effect, um, which is way, way less likely to cause a side effect than metformin, um, I don't, I don't see the point in coming off of it. Mm. Uh, thank you, Allison. I see, I'm going to put this up here just so uh, Doc can see it. Thank you, Tyler. This is a, around, because uh, oh, well, I really want to learn more about the Jefferson curl. I, I've heard about it, uh, but I cannot put uh, kind of an image with it. So thank you, Tyler, for putting that in there. And Roel yeah, here, um, I love that you're covering the deadlift. One accessory I use in my home that is very helpful is a deadlift jack when it comes to loading some weight. That's interesting. Oh. Lifts the bar with loading easy on the back. That's cool. Wow. Um, super That's cool. awesome because, that. yeah, I know what you're saying there. When I have my hex bar and I'm loading it up, I'm more likely to injure my back when I'm doing that or shoulder than I am actually lifting the weight. So that's really interesting. I wish we could have some videos of what went on tonight because we had a really good time here tonight. You know, we did know. use the end body. We measured grip strength, dead hang times. And um, it was just a great night. And we got to talk to a lot of really interesting people. Um, so it was a really yeah, good night. Yeah, I, don't, I can't believe I didn't take any video. I took I, I took a couple pictures. Um, and maybe I, I do think maybe mom had a, had a video or two. Uh, but we'll, we'll make sure we're going to do that again. Uh, so for the people who missed tonight and want to want to be a part of um, of learning some of those movements, I think we're going to um, do some some stuff that has to do with like dumbbells and things that most people have in their homes, because uh, most people don't have a hex bar in their home, um, you know, or even a barbell or, a you know. Uh, what do you call it? We well, can do it, like with, do it with dumbbells, you know, do it with dumbbells yeah. as well. But yeah, we're going to probably get into farmer's walks and, you know, squats, um, lunges, all that stuff. You know, we, we got these, these guys are amazing. Josh and yeah. Zach, um, really impressive guys. Um, let's get to, uh, so Karen's asking, um, back in the day, I heard doctor recommend Sunday break for vitamins or medicine. Was that you? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that really Sunday break? Yeah, I, I take that's what I take Sundays off. I that's say awesome. that all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, thank you, Karen, for yeah. putting that in there. I'm gonna put this up here for Mark. Um, this is in regards to the colostrum, so maybe this can help. Um, I believe there was uh, we just finished a colostrum question. I'm looking yeah. for it. Um, 
Yeah, sheep whey is what Mark's saying. Okay. So sheep whey. Sheep whey colostrum yeah. is the best for bioavailability. Thank you, Mark, for putting that in there. Um, love when you guys uh, you know, comment with things that you believe in or have done in the past that has been helpful. Uh, the comments, like I always say this, the comments are just as valuable as the stuff that we're talking about here on air. So thank you, Mark, for that. Um, I think I've gotten to most of the questions. We're going to take a few more. We've got a few more minutes. If you have a question, if not, we'll uh, we will uh, call it an evening, and I hope I didn't miss anybody. If I missed somebody, put it at the bottom so I can see. Um, uh, but if not, I really appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. Uh, if you have a question, put it in. Uh, for now, I'm going to put this up here. One, this was tonight. A uh, huge shout out to the TriStar Strength and Rehab guys for doing this. Um, we're going to do this again. We had a great turnout. Uh, we're going to do a similar type thing. I don't know if it's going to be deadlifts again, but we will do something similar. Um, and then I'm going to put this up because I want all my Knoxville people to know uh, that we're going to be there. Uh, we will be there in West Knoxville, 9949 Kingston Pike. It's right across from the Calhouns, uh, right underneath um, the Pellissippi, Pellissippi Highway. Uh, so uh, out west, almost to Farragut, um, very close to where uh, our previous office was. Uh, come meet the crew, meet Tony B. Uh, we're going to have a great day. I'm really looking forward to uh, to Thursday. Am I supposed to draw something for a prize here tonight? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to figure out That's here. What I heard. What... They gave me this bucket. I think I'm supposed to draw Let's for draw. a door prize. Yeah. Let's, well, I let's don't know draw. what it's for. Oh, what's it for? Like a, I think it's for a, a Oh, this is a, two, a, a $200. $200 uh, eval. Oh, nice. Oh, oh, major shout out to the TriStar guys. Um, so what we're doing is we're doing a, we're drawing right now and uh, we're doing it live at now. And it looks like dad's frozen during the, oh, there he is. There he is. Uh, so this is for a $200 eval. Um, so this is for the people who came tonight and it might not affect anybody who's with us live tonight, <laughs> but uh, take the draw. This is for a $200 uh value evalu evaluation from tristar um i kind of wish i would have put my name okay. in the hat for this all right to be honest yeah you should have all right here we go dr tom rogers <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you're a little slow <laughs> on the uptake jen i wish i had won it but i didn't actually it's debbie gorman there we go, Debbie. Debbie. Congratulations, awesome. Shout out Debbie, to Debbie. Congratulations. We'll have to talk, uh, so talk to, yeah. We'll have to awesome. let Debbie know. Uh, so yeah. Debbie's gonna get a free eval from the TriStar Strength and Rehab guys. And I'm gonna hear, we're, we had a few contests. So give, you know, for the people who uh, weren't uh, with us uh, tonight, what we did was we, do, we did a competition for the longest hang, which is just you're hanging on a bar. Uh, we highly recommend this for grip strength. Um, so we did uh, a, uh, a male and female winner. Uh, it looks like the longest hang for a female was Leslie Morgan. Uh, what would you guess Leslie got? What would your, how much time do you think it was? Gosh, oh, a minute and a half, maybe. Minute and seven seconds. That's not bad. That's that is really, really hard to do. Um, and then let's see here. Longest hang uh, for a male. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it wasn't, it wasn't me or you. I know that. No, no. You um, beat me, didn't you? Didn't you beat me this time? I did a minute 22. What'd you do? I did a minute 16. 16. So I actually beat you in that. 
you, you beat me. Oh, you beat okay. me. And I, I yeah. want everybody here live to, to know this, uh, that you did yeah. beat me in the, in the hang. And I see we're getting questions. Thank you guys. Go ahead and put questions and then we'll, we'll get to those in just a second. Um, strongest grip. So what this was, and this was what the, the kind of the genesis of the common sense MD episode was, was there's this grip meter and you put it by your side and you just squeeze as hard as you can. Uh, strongest for a female was Susan Bust at 99 pounds force. It's a lot of force. Uh, so shout out to Susan. Uh, and then for male was Dr. Paul Gorman. There we go at 154 pounds of force. Wow. I knew cool. I knew he was going to get that. Shout out to the winners uh, from this evening uh, for the free deadlift clinic. Uh, we're going to do more. Hey guys, I think we lost. I think we've lost everybody. Uh, sorry, I, man. We were so close. Uh, I'm. I, I think the. There we go. We're back on. Okay. I believe that's a sign that we're about finished for tonight, man. Uh, First of all, can thank I just, you. Can I just thank the people who stuck around? I'm so uh, thankful for you guys. Um, I do. I, I want to get to. You know, I see. Um, I see two questions. I really want to get to. Can we do it? Let's do it because uh, I want to get to Allison. I hope she's still here. Um, I apologize, guys, uh, for the for the tech difficulties. Um, Allison's asking. I'm a nurse practitioner and really love the functional medicine side of things. Any CMEs or certifications you rec recommend specifically? Um, I just I love this question, and I know you have lots of thoughts. Um, yeah, uh, what I would do is A4M. I like uh, American Academy of Anti Aging. Um, they've blended with another society. It's the biggest in the world. And I think the best, I, that's who I did my fellowship with. You can certainly get CME through them and go to, you know, take courses. I go to a lot of, a couple meetings a year, you know, at the, one of the sites and, uh, then I, you can do it online. Some of the stuff as well, but I like a 4 M mm -hmm. that's, that's really who I've gone through. Uh, but it's a great question. Yeah, I hope yeah. you can you know, get into that because it's really a better form of medicine for sure. A huge, huge um, shout out to Allison. Allison, thank you so much uh, for putting this in there. Uh, A4M has been kind of our, our go-to um, as a company. So so definitely check that out. I hope that helps. Uh, and I'm so proud of you. I think I think that is definitely the move. We need more, uh, more providers thinking uh, – you know, in a functional medicine, preventative medicine way. So thank you. Um, let's get to uh, Mark real quick. What are your thoughts on the new sp spike protein detox? Um, yeah, I've, ta I've talked to a lot of people about it. And um, basically it's an adekinase, bromelain, and I think it's curcumin is uh, the three, but I've gotten it written up. And, you know, the protocol is pretty, it's out there. So, and there's a lot of other things you can do as well. You can add uh, ivermectin and all kinds of things, but yeah, I'm, I'm in all for it, you know, for people that wish they hadn't gotten the jab uh, basically. Um, uh, thank you, Mark, for putting that in there. Um, guys, thank y'all so much. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. I apologize for the technical difficulties uh, just then, uh, but we are, we're going to call it an evening. Um, and I'm going to put this up because, Dad, I, I do think you got a 10. Uh, that the the tech difficulties uh, uh, was on me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself at an eight. Um, so uh, you're a 10. I'm an eight. Roel, let's give Doc the 10. Uh, <laughs> 
And you had a you had a Thank good you. hang time tonight, man. You beat me on the hang time. Yeah, I did have a good hang time. Yeah. Um, but no, man, thank you so much for doing this. It's been uh, just one of those uh, fantastic days. Uh, thank you to our team. Uh, Katie, thank you so much. Thank you for being you. Uh, so looking forward to, to the grand opening. And, uh, and this whole week's just going to be uh, fun for us. Uh, so, so thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Carter, thank you for tonight. I, she might even still be in the Johnson City office. Thank you, Carter. Amazing uh, job Carter. tonight. You did amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to my mom who's behind here somewhere. Uh, great job tonight. Uh, TriStar, thank you so much. Uh, my brother, Andy, nutrition coach, uh, Lucas Schmidt, we were all here tonight uh, helping people out. Those guys did amazing. Um, guys, uh, the, the, the clinics are cool. Um, if, you, if you didn't come to this one, we're going to do more. Uh, so if you're in the Tri-Cities or Knoxville, we're looking to put on uh, more of these uh, uh, fun clinics, learning different movements, uh, more functional stuff. Um, so doc, what do you think? Should we call it? I think we'll call it a night. I'm going to go eat a little dinner, walk around the neighborhood and you can join me if you want, since you're right upstairs. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll see you in about two seconds. Okay. <laughs> see you, man. Thank you guys. We love you. We will be back next week, Tuesday, 7 PM as always. Uh, for our live Q&A show. To our regulars, we love you so much. If you are new tonight, thank you so much for trusting us and being with us uh, for the show. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned. Uh, Knoxville grand opening. Can't wait to see some of our Knoxville folks there. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a blast. Uh, we are out. Um, Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.